and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm ready to take a little trip. I was just about to ask you, what is your dream destination? Oh, that's based on the day. Um, right now, I really, really, really want to go to Italy because if you know me yes. well, you know I love me some Italian food. That's my favorite. I want to go eat, Thanks. pray, love, Delora. <laughs> I exactly. Wanna, I want to eat. I want to drink some of the best wine that the world has to offer. Absolutely. And I want to live my best life. But Bali is really high on my list as well. I was actually going to take a trip to Bali this summer that I have put on hold. So. Those two are up there right now. Definitely want to go to Italy. My first mind was to Tropical Beach. I really want to go to Fiji mm. and and stay in one of those huts that's over the water. Like, I, I want to do that. Yeah. But Bali was never on my list until this freaking movie, Ashley. I'm talking about Ticket to Paradise. A 2022 rom-com. It is an hour and 44 minutes long. Rated PG-13. Now available on Prime Video. Here's a quick summary. Academy Award winners George Clooney and Julia Roberts unite on the big screen as exes who find themselves on a shared mission to stop their love-struck daughter from making the same mistake they once made. From working title, Smoke House Pictures and Red Um Films, Ticket to Paradise is a romantic comedy about the sweet surprise of second chances. Here's the cast. The Julia Roberts as Georgia, George Clooney as David, Catelyn Deaver as Lily, Billy Lord as Rin. Maxine Bactier as Gudi and Lucas Bravo as Paul. This movie is directed by Old Parker, who is behind Mamma Mia, Here We Go. <laughs> and yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 56% critic score, 87% audience, general audience, Google users. 45%. Ashley, what's your grade for Ticket to Paradise? This film stars one of my favorite actresses, Julia Roberts. So even though it did not have the strongest pull on me um, after seeing it, I still enjoyed the ride along with a forever heartthrob, George Clooney. So I gave it a B minus. Thought it was cute. Thought it was, um, you know, one of those films they probably did together just because they're friends and they wanted to see each other for a little bit on set. 
and go visit a beautiful locale of Bali and enjoy some time on the beach and have some drinks. So (laughs) it's a B minus for me. What about for you? It's a C for me. I'm surprised my grade came in lower than yours. I did enjoy it. I thought it was an easy breeze of a movie. Low pressure. (laughs) Very. I love a good rom-com. And again, these two, Julia Roberts and George Clooney, I had to see what it was all about. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and get into this spoiler alert. All right, Ashley, we have Georgia and David. They are happily divorced. It's funny when they're talking about the history of their relationship, it feels like it was just yesterday. When in fact, they were married for only five years and have been apart for 19 years. With your first impression with Georgia and David, do you feel like there was still a spark there? Or do you feel like they were pretty confident that love don't live here no more? (laughs) I mean, 19 years is a long time to be divorced. So one would think they are pretty solidified in their decision and that they, you know, That's a bygone era for them. But I was thinking, (laughs) who are these random people that they're sharing this story with? And do they care? (laughs) It seemed like both of them were like at work outings. I'm like, are these people who you're just bending their ear, telling them this story about you and your ex-wife or ex-husband that they don't care anything about? Um, So I thought that was a funny like introduction into having an understanding of their relationship. But yeah, 19 years, one would think like, yeah, it's a wrap. Why would they rekindle anything? The one thing I absolutely love about a good rom-com, Ashley, is the occupation of the characters. So we have David, who is an architect. So, of course, big money, but keeps it simple with his suit and tie or what have you. And then we have Georgia, who is in the arts of some sort, which is very glamorous. I was pretty impressed by her wardrobe, too, which is also significant when we're talking about rom-coms. Um, very I loved, chic. Yeah, I love that gray charcoal, like, shorts suit with the heels. Yes. And then the outfit yes. she wears to the airport uh, was very sleek and stylish to me with the, uh, it's the, the pants that have, like, the underfoot kind of thing she had the heels very chic but when we got into all the jumpsuits she kind of lost me a little bit like that was a lot of jumpsuits and like you weren't hot we're talking bali right long sleeve (laughs) full of jumpsuits exactly well in their relationship even though it was short-lived they were able to have a daughter together lily and I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate they get a chance to see each other face to face in a very long time for her her graduate school graduation. She has graduated from law school with her best friend, Ren, and in three months, she's going to be a lawyer at a prestigious law firm in Chicago. I have to say one of the funniest scenes in the movie was the graduation and them seeing each other for the first time. You think Lily should have given them the heads up that they were going to be sitting next to each other? No. (laughs) Why cause that stress on yourself? It wasn't going to help the situation for them to know in advance. That's how I felt. I was like, I get it. Cause you like, I'll go ahead and let y'all figure out the drama on y'all own. Otherwise I'm going to have to hear about it. And y'all keep calling me and trying to figure it out. And, I'm not trying to deal with all that. So Lily and her best friend go on 
this epic trip to Bali. First of all, can we say money? <laughs> like, honey, you graduate law school, you already have a job lined up, and you get a chance to have this long ass vacation at Bali. Yes, ma'am. Privilege. But Lily, even though her interaction with her parents together was short lived, she was sick, sick, sick of their sugar honey ice. <laughs> <laughs> and she called out both her mom and dad for all the bickering that was going on. Lily and Ren are in Bali and they are having the time of their lives. And on a scuba diving adventure, they somehow lost their boat, but in the realm of meat cutes, mm-hmm. they are saved by the local Bali boy named Gadi. And Lily is just, they call it instant love in terms of tropes when talking about this love connection. Ashley, were you impressed with this meat cute? I thought it was cute. It was scary as well because Terrifying. what y'all mean y'all lost the boat and we're strong swimmers. Like that could have turned quickly into life or death situation. Easily. Easily. So that was terrifying. But of course, you got this fine man that comes along at the perfect time on a boat. The stuff of films. <laughs> the stuff of films. We see Georgia and David coming together again because guess what Ashley their beloved only child is getting married to a local after 37 days didn't we just talk about Chloe we just had that conversation (laughs) absolutely I would be concerned I'm not gonna lie that was a gorgeous scene when she woke up in his hut (laughs) so to speak off the beach could you live in a place like that year-round? I'm sure I could. <laughs> what a what a chore to live in Bali it would be. But <laughs> <laughs> but I kept thinking about the bugs. I was like, do they not have issues with like mosquitoes? And- Where's the nets? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of sleeping with the doors open. And as somebody who gets eaten alive... By bugs. I got that. I always say I got that A plus blood and they come for me. Me too. Ashley, at one of my former places of employment, we would do community service. And one of them was canoeing down the river, cleaning up trash along the sides. And I got so many mosquito bites that my coworkers were concerned. Like Mm -hmm. they were the big ass hivy warm <laughs> bites up and down my legs and arms and i'm like it's in my blood it's yeah. my blood they love it and i can't do it i know now they say it has to do with like your co2 admissions or something like that, that they're more attracted to whatever but it's and bad. it's hereditary like yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I hate I hate having to deal with them. And in Florida, they have the noceums, they call them, which are really tiny. You can't see them. And they, I mean, it looks like you have chicken pox. I got bitten up by them recently. It's just horrible. So, oh my. Yeah, yeah. Hate it. So, yeah, where are the nets? What are we doing? Because I'm trying to avoid the bug situation at all costs. Especially him being in the water, you know, waist high. 
first thing in the morning. Yes. But she was really impressed with his way of life uh, being seaweed farmers. I think he wandered over with nature, God, and people. Balance, he talked about. And she realized very quickly her life was none of that. Ashley, have you ever had a vacation so epic that you wanted to stay? Hawaii, for sure. I was just talking about Hawaii. I think Hawaii just gave me such a sense of peace for the first time Mm. when I had traveled and kind of taken a trip. I think before that, I had always sought out trips where, you know, we were busy. We were on the go. There was a lot to see. There was a lot to do. And Mm. not saying that we didn't do plenty when we were in Hawaii, but I think just the vibe of the island was so peaceful. Nobody was in a rush. Everybody was so friendly. We had a waiter at one of the restaurants literally draw us an entire map of the places that he felt we should go. You know, it was just so, it was so different. It was so lovely. And so being there was like, yeah, I could see wanting to live here. Had it not been so far away and knowing that it takes a long time to travel back and forth to the mainland, I could definitely see myself (laughs) in Hawaii. So, Mm -hmm. and God forbid, one of those beautiful locals, because there was some beautiful locals that we encountered. Of course, um, had 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 a caught a vibe with me. Ooh, I don't know. I don't. Who knows, Dolora? <laughs> in another life, do you think she genuinely wanted to stay, or was she just simply stressed? I think it was probably a combination of both. Like I've talked about the fact that I've fallen in love with Jay Shetty in terms of somebody that I just gravitate towards their content. He's such a positive person and mm-hmm. messaging. And something he says a lot when he tells his story about why he chose to become a monk was because up until then, when he was in his early 20s, he had encountered people who had all the things, who had the success, the money, the beautiful partner, the this, this and that. But none of those people were happy. And it wasn't until he met monks that he saw mm. what it looked like from to be around people who were genuinely happy. And so I think that's a big thing that I feel like a lot of us experience in the busyness of life and the lifestyles we choose and all of that is what constitutes actual happiness. And when you find people who seem very comfortable and set and content and they're scanning in their lives, I think that's very attractive. Mm. So I think it was a combination of things. Well said, well said. I personally would want to know how many tourists he's knocked down before I said <laughs> yes, though. Too shade. <laughs> do you do this often? <laughs> exactly. Strange women on this boat a lot. <laughs> Is this your stick? You just come out here looking for us. No, that's a fantastic one. He seemed very genuine and very sweet. But very maybe, sweet. maybe that was just Whew. game. Yeah, it was like, oh, maybe this is just game. But that's why you need time with people. That's my whole thing about this moving so fast. Is like, how do you know yes. someone's character if yeah. you don't haven't had the time to really observe them yet? You haven't been through anything with them yet. And you don't have anyone to vouch for his character too, right? Well, she does end up getting in with his family, but she don't speak the language. So they could be saying anything. Anything. <laughs> they could be saying anything. Especially the daughter who the mom said all like 10... 10- <laughs> 15 words and all of a sudden you just say she said welcome what (laughs) let me get out my phone google translates exactly exactly but yeah lily informs her parents via email that she's getting married which is crazy and 
David and Georgia decide to unite for the first time almost in forever to end this engagement so she doesn't get married to this boy. On their trip to Bali, we run into Georgia's boo thing, Paul the pilot. Gabrielle from Emily and Petty. I really enjoyed his character in this movie because he definitely was hilarious. I've never seen him so funny. I know he was goofy and everything like that, but the parts I laughed out loud were parts he was involved in. Hmm. What did you think about his character in this film? And the departure from Gabrielle. So this is Emily the, in Paris. This is the second project I've seen him in since Emily in Paris. There's a, a movie I watched called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris yes! on Amazon Prime, yes! also starring uh-huh. Chris Evans' boo thing. And so yes. when I saw him in that, I thought he was super endearing. And so this was just a little, a little departure even from that because I'm like, you're like a golden retriever in this yes. movie. Like you just want love and acceptance. So agreeable. Yes. George is always right. Like, sis, get out of her ass. Like, who the are sun you? Don't shine there. Yeah. Who are you? What do you like? What don't you like? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just a little golden retriever. Obviously, doing his thing. He's a pilot, successful, all of that. But I, I, I felt like I never got a chance to get to know him because he was just whoever and whatever he thought Georgia wanted him to be. So that was a little sad. A little sad. But that means. Mr. Lucas has range in his, in the acting department. So no doubt. Bravo to he's, him. he's a cutie. So I wasn't mad yes. at Julia. I was like, I get it. <laughs> oh, man. Also, one of the funnier lines. Oh, Frenchmen are great lovers. He's like, yeah, I'm sure they made up that lie. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. She said, Keep telling yourself that. Oh, that tickled me. Delora, you went to France. Is it better in France? What I will say about France, um, I wasn't, you know, propositioned by any Frenchman because I'm married, but I have never been anywhere in my entire life where everyone is impeccably dressed. Mm. Down to the shoes, Ashley. And I say that because it's like very American of me. Like, I'm going to wear these these kicks and I'm going to get to where I need to go. And then I'll switch out if I have to No, no, they have the shiny designer shoes walking on buses and down the street and they are wonderfully dressed. I got to step my fashion game back up then if I ever go to Paris, because my fashion sense has become so athleisure heavy. (laughs) You are a product Like millions of people around this world of the pandemic, Ashley. I don't think there's anything wrong. (laughs) It's also just, it's just comfy. And there are some really cute athleisure sets. Like, I just really like it as a style now. Like, I don't want to wear jeans. I don't want to wear pants if I can help it. Why? Let me put on some shorts. Let me put on some some sweats, you know, and they're really cute sets. And think about the cost of athleisure, too. When you look at the cost of a Nike set, I'm like, this is designer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But what I will say is I've been hit on by German men more than Frenchmen. That's mm. for sure. <laughs> this whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Georgia and David are in lockstep um, in efforts to break up this wedding. And so they do a myriad of shenanigans, Ashley. And this is sad because the first time Lily sees them since the engagement, she really did ask them to be honest with her. And she did. They pretty much, and she even asked them, you know, no Trojan horse. And they were like, oh, no. What were your thoughts on this passive aggressive approach from coming from her parents? It wouldn't have been the way I would have handled it. I would have been straight up. I'm concerned. What do we know about this young man? You've barely been here. What are your plans? How is this yes. going to work? Like any um, even her person. citizenship. I mean, yes. What are the laws here? Like I would have, I would have so many questions. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. This is a film. It's a rom com. We need the friction. We need the tension. But I did appreciate. She really did ask them straight up. Like you know, if you guys have a problem with this, you can tell me, right? So in that way, she was more mature than her own parents. Yeah. Absolutely. But they decided not to hit the issue on head on at all. They are headed to their engagement party right off the boat, Ashley. <laughs> um, on the way there, they meet G'day on the motorcycle. And of course, he's adorable. And they're bombarded with a lot of rules of the culture. That's another thing. It's like you, you send the email to your parents that tells you you're engaged you didn't even want to let them know about like the rules of the culture and the ceremonial things that'll happen. The rundown, no shoes, eat with your right hand, don't touch anyone's head. It was like, <laughs> why would I touch somebody's head? And then Julia Roberts character being called a beautiful horse was really funny to me. Not going to lie. I think it was something on how good, good Day's family was so warm and so loving. And let's let's also be mindful that his quote unquote close family, those are a lot of people, but that's right. normal for, I feel like m- most non-white families, <laughs> like culturally around the world, like we're for used sure. to having a, a bunch of people at the cookout, so to speak. Were you surprised by the warm welcome that Lily and her family received by Goody's family. I wasn't surprised at all. I thought it was lovely and what I would have hoped and expected, uh, given, you know, her falling in love with him and them getting married and all of that, one would think you would be inviting to this uh to your future in-laws. So I thought it was lovely. When David finally gets good day on a one-on-one basis, it gets real, real quick. He cautions G'day on Lily enjoying herself for a quote unquote while because she is ambitious and be sure not to have any children because it'll complicate things when she goes back to the States. Was David being nasty or just a protective father? He is definitely being nasty. He was rude for speaking to him that way and especially talking about not having kids it'll make it harder when she goes back to the u.s my thing too was it just seemed like a punk move yeah you're getting I him out that. isolated by himself trying to intimidate him as your uh future stepson or not stepson son-in-law like no nah. no nah. i was like oh he's breaking this sweet loving soul like that was rough 
The theme around this whole wedding celebration is right place, right time, right circumstances. And it's a four-day celebration and everyone is giving their blessings. So the first task on their Trojan horse mission is to steal the ranks. I was completely crushed by this because I'm like, you are ruining this little girl's life. She's never going to forget this. Stealing from the babies. When they later go out swimming with the dolphins and David gets, you know, bitten. I'm like, that's karma. Instant karma. (laughs) I take it very seriously of like children and animals liking you as a sign of like a good spirit or a good soul. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got attacked, I was like, it's because you evil. That's because you came here with <laughs> evil intentions. And the animals are not having it. They go out to the marketplace and Gidi flat out confronts David about the rings and to stop making these traps. And he goes as far as to say he's not here to steal his daughter. I appreciated that they made him aware And not just completely like love sick and oblivious Mm -hmm. to what was going on. I appreciated that about his character. It also proves that, you know, he must know what he's doing marrying this girl, you know? Yeah, they made him like very uh, intentional, but respectful at the same time. The way he even spoke to them when he confronted them about yes. the things that he knew that they were up to and just the way he went about it. I had more respect for him than I did for David. I'll tell you that. True. David and Georgia have their hand at seaweed harvesting, which quickly turns into a competition. That was hilarious. What was your thoughts on all the traditions and activities surrounding their wedding celebrations. Because this shaving down of the canine teeth was was something else. Ooh, that was brutal. I had never heard about that before. And Me when either. somebody was like, oh, this is worse than somebody getting circumcised. I was like, I don't know about all that. I don't know about that either. But it but definitely looked painful. And like, yeah. do I get anesthetic or... Or anything. I don't even get put to sleep. I'm on display. Everybody has to watch me. And then when he drank alcohol after, I was like, that shit had to burn. Had to. Gums bleeding. (laughs) Exactly. I thought it was getting real ugly, too, when they take the trip to the temple. And Gede is like we shouldn't go there. We should do something else. And that's because the temple is a cursed place to go for unwed couples. And I'm like, David knew exactly what he was doing. And I'm like, that's, that's when it started getting feeling a little bit icky for me. He's shady. You, if your daughter does go through this, why would you want to curse her nuptials? Exactly. Why wouldn't you want her to be happy? I didn't get a chance to talk about this before, but that same night they go out with the teeth shaving down situation. They all got drunk. That was a fun scene. Them playing quote unquote old school music and beer pong. Do you like beer pong? I've played. I'm not a beer drinker. So a lot of times I don't want to drink the alcohol that's in there unless they switched out for something else. But I've played it. So I'm the flick of the wrist. 
I've never played and I have no desire to play it because I don't like beer. Like, and sometimes you play it with other alcohol, though. You don't always just yeah. play it with beer. Like in their case, when they drink whatever their native it just alcohol seem was. Very sanitized. Like with the ball. That can be true. But the good thing is you're getting progressively more drunk. So usually you stop caring (laughs) at some point. Right. I even thought about that when he had the ball in his mouth and he spit it back out. I was like, so you about to go toss that into one of their cups? Right. Gross. But when you're drunk, I just had this conversation because I went to a hookah spot recently that I had only gone to another time when I was drunk. And the eyes, sober eyes. We're not, it was not a kind place to go. It was filthy. <laughs> Utterly filthy. You're like, why am I here? Yes. 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 Well, after their drunken night, they, Georgia and David end up in the same hotel room. And guess who decides to surprise Georgia, even though she hates surprises? <laughs> Paul the pilot. And he's a man on a mission because while they're at this temple, he proposes to her. Their relationship was very interesting because I'm like, you threw out that you spent the night with David, even though you told him nothing happened. Why did you bring it up? Like, I don't understand unless you wanted to scare him away. Like, just for the sake of honesty, though, because they lied to him when he came and said they were in different rooms and all that. So maybe just to kind of clear the air and not have that be kind of a lie that she told and make it seem like she was hiding something because nothing really did happen. But at the same time, like it was obvious that this that that didn't seem like it was a even relationship, that the feelings were even amongst both yes. of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was an interesting choice that we see a point where he feels it so serious that he's ready to propose to her. And so. she was like, no, you were my, you were my second win. That's it. <laughs> you were you were not even my second win. You're a, you're a, an appetizer. You know? <laughs> you're not the entree. And that's no shade to him. Like, he's seen no. again. Lovely. I'm sure he's going to find somebody. You know what I was thinking, too? Maybe it's because of the whole pilot thing. I was thinking of Pilot Pete. I was like, maybe he should go on The Bachelor. Like, he's going to be a good candidate <laughs> for, like, The Bachelor or something like that. I did not enjoy Pilot Pete, but yes. No, to this day, I don't really care for Pilot Pete, but go ahead, girl. You go ahead and have him. The one chick that he's broken up with and gone back together with multiple times. Poor Paul gets bit by a snake and is hospitalized. Georgia tells the family about the proposal and Lily calls her out. She tells her that Paul does not challenge her enough. Does Lily have the right to judge her mom? I don't even know if I would consider it judgment so much as she's doing what they didn't do, which is being honest. But that was to your point about Paul having funny moments. That was when he was like, you know, there's just a curtain separating us. I heard. (laughs) I forgot. I did laugh at that. I did laugh at that. But no, I think she's entitled to her opinion. And she was just giving you her opinion that this doesn't seem like this is love like the line that she hit me with it when she said there's difference between being loved and loving i was like that's a good line that's wisdom right there that's real that's a good point thanks for that call out yeah so i appreciated her honesty because what she didn't do right is she didn't then come to y'all's engagement party and try to sabotage your wedding behind your back girl well this all comes to a head when they try to make make it 
on this hike to see this beautiful part of the island. The boat floats away. Georgia decides to see them, even though she originally stayed back. To Paul, she just decided to drug him and let him sleep. <laughs> that right there, she have told you. She ain't the one. <laughs> they decided to set up camp and Lily finds the rings. It's it's interesting because it all hits the fan, right? Because at the end of the day, she pretty much was asking them, she's like, are you trying to sabotage my relationship so I don't make the same mistakes as you all? <laughs> the answer is a resounding yes, at least for Georgia. <laughs> but we get more insights of their relationship. We find out that they were young and in love and I always think it's a bad idea when the guy proposes during a girl's graduation. It's like, let her live, please. I've she, never seen that before. Has that ha- Does that happen often? I see it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, because in some ways it's making it about you. And this is about her and her education and her moving, you know, taking steps to making herself better independently. You know what I mean? I also don't see why you would conflate occasions like graduation is an occasion a major yes. moment let that be its moment you don't want to mix that in because then it's not its exactly. own thing it's a part of that graduation celebration in that relationship georgia lost herself after having a kid and feeling unfulfilled david was occupied with building a life for his young family and his career and expanding themselves with building a house on the lake. We find out through a conversation with Bryn that that house on the lake got caught on fire and burned. And three weeks later, their relationship was over. Ashley, what are your thoughts on these revelations of their relationship? Did they have any hope? Did they end it too soon? Um, I can't speak on ending it too soon because I think that they had to go through what they had to go through and her mentioning kind of a crisis of identity is a major thing um, that, you know, you can't sweep under the rug, but I definitely appreciated the insight because I'm not even sure it had, if they had ever really had a conversation about why it didn't work out. And I think that right. was important, yes. especially after all these years and, um, it being acrimonious to a certain extent, like where did the acrimony even really come from? If y'all never even had it out about why y'all relationship didn't work, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of just like yeah. her feelings that never got mended. Um, so I think it was Im- important to, for, for us and for them to understand where the other person was coming from. Well said, I think it was completely unrealistic that they slept in the jungle and woke up refreshed with only a few twigs in their head. When she woke uh-huh. up in that position on that tree branch or whatever that was, my back hurt. Okay? Girl. My girl. neck hurt. <laughs> in that morning conversation between Georgia and David, we find out that he has kept the land and he could not sell it. And they kiss. But they immediately regret it. Now, that was kind of funny to me because it was like they were all swept up and she was like, nope, (laughs) (laughs) divorced for a reason. 
the wedding goes on. There was a little bit of friction between Lily and Good Good Day, but it didn't last. She was just disappointed that he didn't let her know. Did you blame him for not letting her know about her family's shenanigans? I think he was just trying to protect her from her feelings being hurt and thought maybe he could handle it. So I wasn't upset with him um, at all. And I mean, intention is is a big thing to consider, right? His intention was, was very good. I agree. They get married. There was a big kumbaya moment at the very end where David and Georgia decide to give the young couple their blessing. At the very end, they decide to ask each other, why save the good stuff for later and to jump off that boat and start a new chapter with their lives together, Ashley? Do you have any final thoughts on Ticket to Paradise? What are we all doing for work, girl? Our lives are in the U.S. (laughs) They are solidified. (laughs) We have a lot going on. This is all cute. This all sounds good. But what are we doing for our livelihood? That was my biggest question at the end of the movie. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but that's where rom-coms and all that stuff just kind of go off the rails for me. They romanticize life as if we can just make these abrupt decisions without thinking things through. But overall, I think it was nice, nice to end on a note where reconciliation is happening between um, the parents and they're trying to figure that out and work that out in this beautiful location. Like I said, I think the main reason they made this movie was just so that they could go to Bali together and have a good time. So I think in that way, it was successful. <laughs> and I'm glad Caitlin Deaver got, I got to see her in something that's a little lighter because I've seen her in heavier projects. Like I said, she was in, she did a phenomenal job in Dope Sick, but that was really, really heavy. So I enjoyed seeing her in something a little more lighthearted um, as well. So is it me, Ashley? Or whenever you see like movies like this, especially with a white girl or even white guy, does it feel like colonialism to you in some ways? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's fair. I like this culture. I want to (laughs) stay. You put my flag here. (laughs) And what does it say about us as the minorities that we're always so willing and open to let them right exactly but that's you know the relationship between people community the land i also feel like billy lord was really underutilized in this film so absolutely i'd like to see her have a more of a star turn in something of her own vehicle because i think she uh, would do a great job but yeah that's that's fair delora it's fair her so, most iconic role for me was definitely Scream Queens. You know, I never really sat and watched episodes of Scream Queens like that. I know, <gasps> I know the cast, but I never really gave it epic. Never really gave it a shot. So noted. That's a hidden gem, then. Yes, ma'am. All right, Ashley. Time for hidden gems. So I only have one this week. And this actually may be pretty hidden because I didn't even know that this was on Apple TV Plus until I kind of did a little scroll because I was looking for some new content. And this show is called Drops of God. 
It is about a woman who discovers the world's greatest wine collection left behind by her strange father. And she competes against his protege, essentially, to claim the inheritance. And she ha- they have to compete through a series of tests, three tests to determine who is going to get the claim to this magnificent inheritance. It is a lot of subtitles because it is set in both Japan and in France, but there's also English interspersed through it as well. It is so good to me for one, because I enjoy wine and I enjoy getting a bit more of a, a education in some respects. I wish that I was able to take a wine course in college the way it's offered in this series. If there are some somewhere, I'm going to have to find them because that looked awesome. But it's in general, I think it's a good, it's an interesting concept because I've never seen um, a series that's kind of based in this world before and based around this idea of like, um, it's still some family secrets and all that stuff involved, but like um, almost rediscovering this relationship with her father through what has been left behind essentially so fascinating it's an interesting show i think currently there are four or five episodes out it's dropping weekly on apple tv plus so i would highly recommend it so that's my hidden gem for this week delora what about you thank you ashley my hidden gem is a netflix original movie it's called a tourist guide to love it is another rachel lee cook film she is the queen of rom-coms especially the pg rated ones on netflix again shout out to one of my favorites love guaranteed from 2020 Mm -hmm. um in this one she is a travel agent and she goes to vietnam and of course finds love with a local and um the gentleman is super cute his name is scott lee this is one of his first roles and so i thought it was fitting considering the recap we just had and i thought i'd share it was safe to watch with the family which is something that is becoming more apparent these days i'm, <laughs> I'm miss the days when my baby was just a baby and i can watch Game of Thrones in the background. <laughs> that is not my life anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you like a tourist guide to love. It was um, it was interesting. It was um, something to watch. It yeah. wasn't the best thing ever, but I I liked what I liked was essentially it being a real life tourist, <laughs> like come to Vietnam. You I know, loved her occupation to your um, point about and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. To your point about the interesting occupations and rom-coms. I did enjoy her occupation. I thought that was <laughs> dope. So yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, that is it for us for today. We'll be back on Thursday with more from the pop culture streaks. Looking forward to it, Delora. In the meantime, guys, be blessed. Amen. Love y'all. Bye.